You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Hello, my name is Jerry Chevalier. Welcome to this demonstration of using Microsoft Word from the keyboard. People who are blind cannot use a mouse, but they can be productive using Microsoft Word entirely from the keyboard without ever touching the mouse. This demonstration is intended to give you the experience of a blind person using Microsoft Word with a screen reader program from the keyboard. This entails learning a lot of keyboard shortcuts for Word and Windows, as well as keyboard shortcuts to control the screen reader program. You might be interested in learning some of the Word and Windows keyboard shortcuts discussed in this presentation, because they can help you be more productive even if you don't have the screen reader. For this demonstration, I'm using the JAWS for Windows screen reader from Freedom Scientific. But everything I do can also be done with the built-in Windows Narrator screen reader or the free NVDA screen reader from NV Access. Indeed, many of the keyboard shortcuts I will demonstrate are Windows or Word keyboard shortcuts. So which screen reader you use is irrelevant. During the presentation, I will point out whether I'm using a Word keyboard shortcut or a screen reader shortcut. Microsoft Word is a valuable tool for writing and editing all kinds of documents, from simple notes to entire books. I will show how to access some powerful Word features, including navigating Microsoft Word views, navigating the ribbon, navigating text, adding Word headings, setting character attributes, changing font size, making bulleted lists, copying and pasting formatting, inserting hyperlinks, inserting tables, and creating a table of contents. Let's get started. I have a Word document open here, which explains many of the keyboard techniques for using Word. I will make this document available as a resource to back up this presentation. I'm going to use a JAWS keyboard shortcut, JAWS key plus T as in title, to read the title of the screen. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot dot slash word print. We heard the document title announced because it is part of the window title at the top of the screen, and we heard print, meaning that we are in print layout view. To move around the different views of the Microsoft Word program, I'm going to press F6. This is a word keyboard shortcut. F6. Resume reading, resume reading button. And again. F6. Status bar, toolbar, status bar, page number, page one of six button. We are now focused on the status bar at the bottom of the screen. F6 again. F6. Upper ribbon, home tab. And now we're on the ribbon bar on the home tab. F6. Leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit. And now we've left the ribbon view and are back in the edit view of the document where the text itself is. You can move through those views in the opposite direction using Shift and F6. If you have multiple documents open, you can use Control and F6 to cycle between them. How about navigating the ribbon itself? I'm going to return to the ribbon, this time by just tapping the Alt key. This is a Word keyboard shortcut. Upper ribbon, Home tab. I can arrow across the different ribbon tabs using the arrow keys. Insert tab. Design tab. Layout tab. References tab. And move back through the tabs using the left arrow. Layout tab. Design tab. Insert tab. 
How do you navigate a specific tab? We are on the Insert tab here. All you need to do is press the Tab key. One reason keyboard users have difficulty with ribbons is they tend to use the arrow keys to navigate the ribbon tabs just like they would a menu bar. This does not work. You must use the Tab key to move forward through the items on a ribbon and Shift tab to move backwards through the items. I'm going to start pressing Tab on this Insert ribbon. Menu, Pages Submenu, Alt followed by NZP. Table Submenu, a table is a great way to organize information within your document. Alt followed by NT. I'm just pressing Tab. Picture Submenu, insert pictures from your computer, stock image library or online sources. Alt followed by NP. And I can use Shift Tab to go backward through those items. Table Submenu, a table is a great way to organize. Pages Submenu, Alt followed by NZP. When you have a tab that has many items on it, you can move through groups of items with control right arrow to go forward to the next group, control left arrow to back up to the previous group. When you arrive at the group of interest, start pressing tab again to go through the items. Of course, arrow keys will become relevant if you tab to a control that requires arrow keys to navigate it, such as a submenu or a split button. I will tap the escape key now to exit the ribbon and return to the document edit view. Escape. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Edit. Another useful word shortcut is Alt-Q. Think of Q as query or question. This allows you to search for the ribbon commands you need. This could save a lot of time to find ribbon commands that you're not familiar with or don't use very often. I'm going to tap Alt-Q. Alt-Q. Ribbon. Type the search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft Search Edit. When we were on the insert menu, we found the item table to insert a table, which we will do later. Let's say I wasn't sure where the table command was. Now that I'm in this search box, I can just type the word table. T-A-B-L-E. And down arrow. Table of contents list box built dash in automatic table one button. The first search result is to insert a table of contents. I can down arrow to see the other results. Add table submenu. A table is a great way to organize information within your document. And here's the option to insert a table. To leave the search box, just tap the escape key. Escape leaving menus. Menu Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot doc stash word. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot doc stash word. Ribbon. Type the search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft Search Edit. That actually returned me to the search box, so I'll tap escape one more time to reach the document. Escape. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot docs. Edit. We have left the search box and are back in the edit view. Now that we're in the edit view, let's start navigating some of the text in this document. I can use the JAWS screen reader command, JAWS key plus up arrow, to read the current line. Windows from the keyboard. That's my title of the document, and I will just down arrow to navigate by line. Blank. Heading level 2 Microsoft Word. JAWS tells us this line is a subheading at level 2. I will down arrow again. Heading level 3 General Shortcut Keys Part 1. And now we have General Shortcut Keys, which is a heading level 3. I will continue to down arrow. While working in the Microsoft Word document, left parent or other documents such as Outlook emails, right parent, you can colon. Bullet press backspace to delete the previous character. I'm continuing to press down arrow. Bullet press misspelled. Control plus backspace to delete the previous word. Word does not like the spelling of these keyboard shortcuts. Bullet press delete key to delete the current character at the cursor. And of course we can use the up arrow to move up a line at a time. 
Bullet press, misspelled, control plus backspace to delete the previous word. Bullet press backspace to delete the previous character. Now what if we want to move a word at a time? For that we use the word keyboard shortcut, control, right arrow. Backspace, to, delete, the, previous, character. Or, control left arrow, to back up a word at a time. Previous, the, delete, to. We can use control up and down arrow to move up or down a paragraph at a time. Bullet press, misspelled, control plus backspace to delete the previous word, 2 of 86. It read that entire paragraph, which happens to fit on one line. A paragraph is defined as a block of text that ends with a hard return. I'll continue to press control down arrow. Bullet press delete key to delete the current character at the cursor, 3 of 86. I'm going to press control up arrow to back up a paragraph. Bullet press, misspelled, control plus backspace to delete the previous word, 2 of 86. In a large document, it may be tedious to find your place, moving a line at a time or even a paragraph at a time. If you know some text or words that are at the position in the document where you want to navigate to, you can use the search command. The word keyboard shortcut to bring up the search dialog is Control F. Control F. Navigation, search document edit. The screen reader said edit, meaning I'm in a search box where I can type something. I'm going to type two words, Microsoft Word. M-I-C-R-O-S-O-F-T, Microsoft, W-O-R-D. And press enter. Word, enter. When editing a new Microsoft Word document that has not yet been saved, you may press Control plus S to save the document. Next result button. Word found the next occurrence of Microsoft Word and read out the line containing it. It's also positioned on a next button, so I could simply tap the space bar to find the next occurrence of this phrase, Microsoft Word, or I can tap Escape to exit the search dialog. Escape, not available outside of tables or spell checker in Office 2013 or later. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot docs, edit. If I use the screen reader command JAWS key plus up arrow, I can read this line. When editing a new Microsoft Word document that has not yet been saved, you may press misspelled control plus S2. Now, without returning to the search dialog, I can find the next occurrence of these two words by using the Word keyboard shortcut control page down. Selected Microsoft Word. When editing a new Microsoft Word document that has not yet been saved, you may press misspelled control plus S to save the document. However, this brings up the backstage save dashes dialog, which is accessible but somewhat awkward to use from the keyboard. And I'll press control page down again to find the next occurrence. Selected. Link. Microsoft Word. Link. An immersion into Microsoft Word 365 with JAWS for Windows. And we heard the word link there, so it's telling us that this text is within a link. I can go to the previous occurrence of those two words with Control Page Up. Selected. Microsoft Word. Link. An immersion into Microsoft Word 365 with JAWS for Windows. And again. Selected. Microsoft Word. When editing a new Microsoft Word document that has not yet been saved, I tapped Control to silence speech. Now I'm going to use a Word keyboard shortcut, Control key plus Home, to go to the top of the document. Top windows from the keyboard. Let's say I've decided I want to change all occurrences of Microsoft Word to be Word 365. To do this, I can use Control H instead of Control F. Control H is a Word shortcut that will bring up a search and replace dialog. Control H, find what colon edit Microsoft Word. We're in the search box and it's already got the words Microsoft Word because I typed them before. I'm going to hit the tab key. 
replace with colon edit combo now i'm in an edit box where i can type the words to replace microsoft word namely word 365 w o r d word 365 and tab again 365 more greater greater button tab again replace button tab again replace all button this is what i want i'm going to tap spacebar to activate that button space Microsoft Word dialog all done. We made five replacements. Okay button. Microsoft Word has made the replacements for me, a total of five of them. I'll tap spacebar to activate the okay and dismiss the dialog. Space. Find what colon edit combo Microsoft Word. And now it's positioned to let me do another search, but I don't want to, so I'm gonna tap escape. Escape. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot doc slash word edit. Say the current line. Windows from the keyboard. Down arrow. Blank. Heading level 2 Word 365. So now our subheading is Word 365. If I continue down. Heading level 3 General Shortcut Keys Part 1. While working in the Word 365 document left parent or other document. And you can hear that Microsoft Word has now been changed to Word 365 everywhere in the document. Actually, I don't want to make those five replacements, so I'm going to use the Control Z word shortcut to undo the last change. Undo. Control Z can be used to undo any edits. And you can use it multiple times. So if you've made a mistake and you realize it two or three edits later, you can press Control Z multiple times to reverse each previous edit. I want to point out how you can navigate by headings, a valuable tool with a screen reader. Later I will show you how to apply headings. There are some headings in this document. Let's see how we can take advantage of them for navigating. I'm going to use the JAWS shortcut, JAWS key plus F6, to bring up a list of headings. Heading list dialog, headings list view, Microsoft Word colon 2, 1 of 13. A list of 13 headings comes up. It read off the first one and told us what level it is. I'll down arrow through this list. General shortcut keys part 1 colon 3, 2 of 13. This is the second heading, and we were told that it is level 3. I will continue to down arrow. General shortcut keys part 2 colon 3, 3 of 13. F12 save a shortcut colon 3, 4 of 13. Now when I hear a heading of interest, I can tap the enter key, and the screen reader will position me at that heading. Enter heading level 3 F12 save a shortcut edit. That's a pretty handy way to use the screen reader to navigate but I don't even have to bring up the list of headings in order to navigate from one to the other. The JAWS screen reader provides shortcut keys to move by heading. To do this, I have to come out of edit mode and go into browse mode. The JAWS screen reader keystroke for this is JAWS key plus Z. Quick keys on. Now it told me quick keys are on. I can use the letter H now to move from heading to heading. Page 3, Heading 3, Quick Spelling Correction and Finding Synonyms. Heading 3, Manual Spell Check. And I can Shift H to back up a heading at a time. Heading 3, Quick Spelling Correction and Finding Synonyms. Page 2, Heading 3, F12, Save a Shortcut. And when I've arrived at the place I want to be, I have to use the JAWS Screen Reader Shortcut key again, JAWS key plus Z, to turn off Quick Nav. Quick Keys Off. And now I'm back to Editing. So if I type an H now, it'll be typed into the document. 
There's other quick navigation keys the screen reader allows you to use, such as T to jump to a table, L to jump to a list, P to jump to the next paragraph, and so on. These shortcut keys are also available in the Narrator and NVDA screen readers. Now how about applying these headings within the document? Let me go back to the very top, Control and Home. Page 1, top windows from the keyboard. Down arrow. Heading level 2, Microsoft Word. This is a heading level 2. I can apply headings with the Word shortcut keys, Control, Alt, and the numbers 1, 2, or 3 to apply a level heading 1, 2, or 3. For example, let's say I wanted to change this heading to be a level 1 instead of a heading level 2. I can hold down Alt Control and tap the 1 key on the number row. Alt Control 1. Now if I read this line, Heading level 1 Microsoft Word. It tells me it's now a heading level 1. If I check the font, 16 point steel blue 4 on white delivery light heading 1 style line space. It's now been changed to a 16 point font, which is part of the heading 1 style. That's all you need to do to apply headings at level 1, 2, or 3. If you need a heading level 4 or 5, you have to go into the Styles menu within the ribbons. The shortcuts are only available for headings level 1, 2, and 3. What if you don't want any heading at all? Well, there's another word shortcut, Control-Shift-N, to change the formatting of text back to normal. If I press Control-Shift-N, Control Shift N. And now check the font of this text with JAWS key plus F. 11 point black on white delivery normal style line. You can hear it's back to 11 point and it said normal style. It's no longer a heading. Let's talk about character attributes. I'm going to go to the top of the document. Top windows from the keyboard. And down arrow. Blank. Here's a blank line. I'm going to type some words that I want to be bolded. The word shortcut key for bolding text is Control and B, as in bold. On. The screen reader told me that bolding mode is now on. I'm going to type John Smith. J-O-H-N-S-M-I-T-H. Tap Control B again to turn off bolding. Off. Now I'm going to arrow back over these letters. H-T-I-M-S. I'm going to use a JAWS keyboard shortcut, JAWS key plus F, to tell me the font of the character that I'm currently focused on. Bolded, 11 point, black on white, delivery, normal style, line spacing, colon, single, paragraph formatting, colon, aligned left, outline level, colon, body text. So we heard a lot of information there, but the very first thing told us that this text is bolded. I can do the same thing if I wanted to use italics for the text I'm typing. I would type Control-I, the word shortcut to turn on italics, type the text, and then type Control-I again to turn off the italics mode. Same thing for underlining. Tap Control-U, type the text, and then when you're done, type Control-U again to turn off underlining. What if you decide you want to bold, underline, or make italic text that's already been typed? Well, let's go to the beginning of this line with the home key. Home J. Juliet. I'm going to type Shift-End to select all the text to the end of the line. Selected, John Smith. And I'm going to type Control-I, which is the italics command. On. Because I have text selected, it will now be italicized. I can go to the beginning of the line with Home. Home, J. 
Juliet. And now do the JAWS command, JAWS key plus F, to read the font again. Bolded, italicized, 11 point, black on white, calib- I tapped control to silence speech, and now we're told that this text is both bolded and italicized. Remember, these keystrokes are toggles. They go on and they go off. Let's say I've changed my mind, and I no longer want this text to be bolded or italicized. I'm going to select it again with Shift-End. Selected, John Smith. And I'm going to hit Control-I. Off. And Control-B. Off. We heard that both those character attributes have now been turned off. If I go back to the beginning of the line with a home key. Home key. Juliet. And check the font, JAWS key plus F. 11 point, black on white, delivery, normal style. We hear the point size of the font, but we no longer hear that it's bolded or italicized. I don't really want these words, John Smith, in the document. How do you delete text in the document? Well, I can select John Smith with shift and end. Selected, John Smith. And hit the delete key. Now say the current line, JAWS key plus up arrow. Heading level to Microsoft Word. We're now on the subheading, and the John Smith line has been deleted. Let me up arrow to the beginning of the document. Windows from the keyboard. Since this is a main title, perhaps we want to center this. There's a simple way to do that with a word shortcut, Control-E. Centered. And the screen reader told me this text is now centered. I can also right justify it with the Control-R command, or I can use the shortcut key, Control-L, to put it back to a left justified title. Aligned left. It's back to being aligned to the left margin. Since it's a main title, we want to have a big font, I would think. Let's check the font with JAWS key and F. 11 points, black on white, delivery. I tapped control to silent speech. It's only 11 point. I think we should make it a little larger. First, I'll select it with shift and end to go to the end of the line. Selected, windows from the keyboard. And now I'm going to use a handy word keyboard shortcut, control shift period, to increase the font size. I will tap control shift period a few times. 12 point, 14 point, 16 point. And you guessed it, I can reduce the point size by using control shift and comma. 14 point, 12 point. I'll go back to 16 point, control shift period. 14 point, 16 point. Now let's also bold this main heading. I'm going to press control B. Remember the text is already selected. Um. Let's check the font. JAWS key plus F. Bolded, 16 point, steel blue, four on white. So we've done quite a bit. We've set character attributes, bolded text, italicized text, centered text, left justified it, changed the font size up and down. Quite a bit of useful work that you can do quickly from the keyboard. No mouse. Let's talk about bullets and numbering. This document makes extensive use of bulleted lists. How do you create a bullet in Word? Well, there's multiple ways you can do it using the keyboard. I'm going to start a new list. I'll just enter to open a blank line. Enter. Let's imagine we want to make up a grocery list. I'm going to type groceries. Groceries. Enter. So let's make some grocery items in a bulleted list. A quick way to start a bulleted item is simply to type the star key, shift 8, a space, and the first item that you want to bullet. So I'm going to type a star, space, milk, and press enter.
Star. Space. Autocorrect. Colon. Milk. Enter. Bullet. That item has now been bulleted. I hit enter afterwards to start a new item. I heard the word bullet announced by the screen reader. My second item is automatically bulleted. Let's put butter. And press enter after butter to start a third item. Butter. Enter. Bullet. It also will be bulleted. Let's type bread. And press enter. Bread. Enter. Bullet. And now we're on the fourth item. Let's say I don't have any more items. How do I stop the bulleted list? I simply press enter a second time. Enter. And now I'm going to up arrow. Bullet bread. Bullet butter. Bullet milk. We have three bulleted items. What if I change my mind? I don't want them to be bulleted anymore. I'm going to select them. Shift down arrow. Selected bullet milk. Selected bullet butter. Selected bullet bread. Now I will use the handy word shortcut Control shift n to return to normal formatting. Control shift n and up arrow, groceries, and down arrow, milk, butter, bread. They're no longer bulleted. Now let me change my mind again and say that I want to reapply the bullets. But as with many things in Windows, there's always more than one way to do things. This time I'm going to apply the bullets by using the ribbons. Moreover, I don't want to tab around the ribbons looking for the bullet command, so I'm going to use that handy word shortcut Alt-Q to search for the ribbon command. Alt-Q. Ribbon. Type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft search edit. And I'm going to type bullets. And press down arrow to review the search results. Bullets. Menu. Bullets submenu. Create a bulleted list. Click the arrow to change the look of the bullet. That's what I want. It told me this is a submenu on the ribbon. So I'm going to use right arrow to open that submenu. Leaving menus, bullets table, bullet library, none button selected. And here we have a bullets library. The first one is none. I'm going to down arrow. Bulleted, hollow arrow button. Document bullets, bulleted, solid circle button. Oh, solid circle sounds good. I'm going to press enter. Enter. Menu Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot dot stash word. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot dot stash word. Ribbon. Type the search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Microsoft Search Edit. And I'm still in the Alt-Q search, so I'm going to press Escape. Escape. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot docs. Edit. And now I'm back in the edit view in my document. Let me read this current line with JAWS key plus up arrow. Bullet milk, one of one. Supposing I want to add the bullet to the other two items on the list. So now I get a chance to show you yet a third way to apply formatting in Word, and that is to use the copy-paste formatting command. I'm going to press home to be sure I'm at the beginning of this line. Home. And Mike. And select it with shift end. Selected. Bullet milk. And I'm going to use control shift C. This is a Word command to copy the format of this line to the clipboard. Control Shift C. Copy and format. And now I'm going to down arrow. Butter. And here we are on the butter line. I will now select butter and bread, the last two items. Shift down arrow to do that. Selected bread. I want to apply that formatting that I copied to the clipboard to these two items. That word shortcut is Control Shift V. Apply format. Now I'm going to up arrow. Bullet milk. And down arrow. Bullet butter. Bullet bread. 
and all three items are bulleted. So there's three ways to apply bullets. You can type a star, a space, and the first item of your bullet. Each time you press enter, a new bullet will be created. Or you can use the ribbons to apply bullets to any selected text. It doesn't have to be one line. You could select all three and then apply the bullet from the ribbon. Or if you've got bullets elsewhere and you want to duplicate that formatting on a new list, you can select one of those bullets with Shift and End, Control Shift C to copy that format to the clipboard, and then select the items that you want to apply that same bulleting format to, and press Control Shift V. What about a numbered list? That's easy to do with Word as well. I'm going to start a new list. Let's call it Activities. A C T I V I T I E S. And press Enter. Activities Enter. Let's say I want to number the activities one, two, three. I'm going to type one period space and cycling as my first activity. One period space C Y C L I N G. And press Enter. Cycling Enter two. The second item comes up as number two automatically. Let's type reading. R-E-A-D-I-N-G. Press enter. Reading enter three. And now we've got a third item coming up automatically for us. Let's type computing. C-O-M-P-U-T-I-N-G. This is my third and last item, so I'm going to press enter twice to turn off the numbering. Computing enter four. Enter. If I up arrow. Three. Computing. Two. Reading. One. Cycling. The nice thing is, if I insert an item in here, the numbering will be redone for me automatically. Let me press N to go to the end of cycling. End blank. Press Enter. Enter two. And we have two. I'm going to type skiing. S-K-I-I-N-G. And down arrow. Skiing three. Reading. Four. Computing. And you see the list has been numbered one to four now. Skiing is the new item two. It's that simple. If you delete an item, they'll get renumbered as well. Next up, I want to show you how to insert a hyperlink. I'm sure you've encountered documents with hyperlinks, and you can click or press enter on the hyperlink to take you elsewhere on the internet or elsewhere in the document. I have another window open to the CELA library homepage, and I'm going to use the Windows shortcut key Alt-Tab to switch to that CELA library window. Vertical bar CELA dash Microsoft dash dash personal. And here I am at the CELA Library website homepage in my Microsoft Edge browser. I want to capture the URL or address of this CELA Library website. I'm going to use Alt-D to focus on the address bar. Alt-D is a Windows keystroke. Alt-D, app bar, toolbar, address and search bar, edit, https, colon, slash, slash, I'm now on the address bar. And by convenience, that address you just heard is selected. So I'm going to use Control-C to copy it to the clipboard. Copy selection to clipboard. And now I'm going to use Alt-Tab to switch back to my Microsoft Word document. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot dot slash Word. Microsoft Word from the keyboard dot dot slash Word. Edit. And I want to put the word CELA library as a hyperlink in a sentence. The CELA library is my favorite source for talking books, period. Enter. I'll up arrow to review that line. The CELA library is my favorite source for talking books. Now, I want CELA library to be a hyperlink that will take me 
to the CELA Library website. I'm going to Home to get to the beginning of this line. Home. And use Control right arrow to move a word at a time. CELA. I want to select the two words CELA Library. So I'm going to use Control right arrow with Shift held down to move through those two words and select them. CELA selected. Library selected. I'm going to use the Applications key to bring up a context menu. The Applications key is to the left of the right control key. Or if you don't have an Applications key, you can use Shift F10. Applications menu cut key. I want to find an option to insert hyperlinks, which I know is near the bottom of this context menu. So I'm going to review the items using up arrow to come from the bottom of the menu upwards. New comment M. Links up menu create a link in your document for quick access to web pages and files. Hyperlinks can also take you to places in your document. That's exactly what I want. I'm going to tap enter. Enter. Leaving menus. Insert hyperlink. Address colon. Edit combo. Now the address is the web address for CELA library, but I have it on the clipboard, so I'm going to press control V. Pasted. HTTPS colon slash slash slash. It's there now. I'm going to press tab. Text to display colon. Edit combo. CELA library. And the text to display within the document will be CELA Library. This is automatically filled in because I selected those two words before I invoked the Links option from the context menu. And now I'm going to tab over to the OK button. Screen is look and up one. Browse the browser current folder tree view current folder. Bookmark dot 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 target frame dot 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 OK button and tap Enter to activate OK. Enter. Edit. I'm back in the edit view of my document. I'm going to read this line again. JAWS key plus up arrow. The link CELA library is my favorite source for talking books. You can hear now that the words CELA library are a link. If I tap Enter on those words, I will go to the CELA library website. Another useful thing to have in any document is a table. And you can do this easily using the keyboard. Let me get to another blank line. Enter. Enter. And up arrow. Blank. I'm in a blank space. I want to insert a table. Let's call this table contacts. I'll type contacts. Contacts. Enter. I'm going to use Alt-N, the word shortcut, to reach the insert ribbon. Alt-N. Upper ribbon. Insert tab. Press tab to navigate this ribbon. Menu, Pages Submenu, Alt followed by NZP. And tab again. Table Submenu, a table is a great way to organize information within your document. Alt followed by NT. Here's the table option, but it has a submenu, so I'm going to press Enter to open the submenu. Enter. Leaving menus, Table, Table, 1x1 Table button. Now we're on a grid that lets us select the number of columns and rows in this table. It's starting off with one row, one column. I can also press tab. Menu, insert table, dot, 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 alt, followed by N, T, I. And I get an insert table dialog. The dot, dot, dot tells me if I press enter on this, it's going to open a dialog, which will allow me to type in the number of columns and rows and some other items that I can specify, such as the width of the columns. For simplicity, I'm going to shift tab back to the grid. Leaving menus, table, table, 10x8 table button. And I'm going to use all four arrow keys to navigate this table. I'll use the right arrow. 1x1 table button. 2x1 table button. 
So here we have two columns in one row. Let's down arrow. 2x2 table button. Now we have a 2x2 two two table. I'm going to press enter on this. Enter. Table 1, uniform table, blank, row 1 of 2, column 1 of 2, edit. So now we're in a new table with two rows and two columns. I'm in the first cell, which is column 1, row 1, and this is a context table. So let's say the first column would be name. I'll type name. And then to move to the next cell, you simply press the tab key. Name, blank, column 2 of 2. And I'm in column 2 of 2. Let's type in phone. Press tab again. Phone name, blank, row 2 of 2. And now I'm on the first column of row 2 under the name heading. Let's type John and tab. John, phone, blank, last cell in table. Now we're in the last cell of the table, column 2, row 2. Let's type his phone number, 123-4567. This is the last cell in the table. The screen reader reminded us of that. If I press tab again, it's going to automatically start a new row for me. That's very convenient. I'll press tab. 4567, table 1, uniform table name, blank, row 3 of 3. Now I'm on row 3. Let's enter Jane and tab. Jane, phone, blank, last cell in table. We're back to the last cell in the table, which is column 2 of row 3, and we'll put Jane's phone number as 555-1234. But I don't want to press tab now. Let's say I'm done with this table. So I can simply press the down arrow and come out of the table. 1234 out of table blank. Let's say I made a mistake and I should have had three columns. Do I have to start all over? Well, no. I can up arrow into the table. Table 1, uniform table, Jane, phone, 555-1234, last cell in table. And I'm going to up arrow to the first row, first column. How do you do that? Well, the screen reader provides navigation keys within a table. I can hold down Alt and Control keys and use left, right, up and down arrows to move around in the table. So I'm going to hold Alt and Control and use the up arrow. John, 123-4567. And up arrow one more time. Name, phone. And I can go to the right with Alt, Control, right arrow. End of row. And I'm at the end of the row. I can go Alt, Control, left arrow. Name, column one of two. And I'm at the beginning. I want to add a third column to the end, so I'm going to move to column two. Phone, column two of two. Now I'm going to use the Applications key. I'm looking for an option called Insert. Applications. Menu, cut unavailable key. I know it's near the end of this context menu, so I'm going to use Up Arrow. New comment, M. Link submenu. Table properties. Text direction, dot, dot. Border style, sub. Split cells, dot, dot, dot. Delete cells, dot. Insert submenu, insert I. And there it is. It has a submenu. I'm going to use right arrow to open it. Insert columns to the left, L. I don't want to insert a column to the left, so down arrow. Insert columns to the right, R. That's what I want to do. Press Enter. Enter. Leaving menus. Edit. And I'm back in the edit view of my document. I'm going to tap the tab key. Name. Blank. Column 3 of 3. If I use Alt, Control, Left arrow. Phone. Column 2 of 3. There's... The phone in column 2, and Alt, Control, Right arrow. Blank. Column 3 of 3. The new column 3, which is blank. I'm going to put 
address and tap the tab key. Address name, John row 203. And we're on John row 2. Press tab. Phone, 123-4567. And press tab again. Address, blank. And we'll put him at 123 Street. And press tab. Street name, Jane row 303. So you get the idea. I can now fill in the third column with the street address. Let's look at creating a table of contents. One of the advantages of having those headings we discussed before is for making the document well organized and visually pleasing because the headings section off the different sections visually very nicely and also it provides navigation and we saw how we did that with the H shortcut keys by the screen reader or using the JAWS key plus F6 to bring up a list of headings. But there's more. If you have headings, you can also use them to create a table of contents. I want to position the table of contents at the top of my document, so let me use Control Home, that's a word shortcut, to go to the top of the document. Out of table, top windows from the keyboard. And End key to go to the end of that line. End blank. Couple of enters to make some blank space. Enter. Enter. And up arrow into the blank line. Blank. I know from prior experience that the table of contents command is on the references ribbon. So I'm going to go there now. I'll tap Alt to reach the ribbon. Upper ribbon, insert tab. And it returned us to the insert tab of the ribbon. I'm going to use right arrow to find the references tab. Design tab. Layout tab. References tab. Tab to enter this ribbon. Menu, table of contents, submenu. Provide an overview of your document by adding a table of contents. Text using the heading style will be included automatically. To include more entries, select the text and click Add Text. The table will be refreshed when you click Update Table, Alt followed by ST. Okay, we've landed on the ribbon command to add a table of contents, and there was helpful hints read out to us by the screen reader. It said there is a submenu here. I will press Enter to open the submenu. Enter. Leaving menus, table of contents, list box, built dash in, automatic table one button. And I'm on automatic table of contents style one. If I down arrow. Automatic table two button. I have an automatic table style two. I can down arrow again. Manual table button. This would allow me to manually type the entire table of contents. Far too much work. I'm going to go back up to automatic style number two. Automatic table two button. And hit enter. Enter. Edit. I'm back in the document. Let's go to the top of the document. Top windows from the keyboard blank. Table of contents. And here we have a table of contents. I will down arrow. Link Microsoft Word. And here we have a table of contents field. I will continue to down arrow. Link general shortcut keys part one. And here we have general shortcut keys. Another table of contents field. And you also heard that it is a link. So if I press enter on this, it will take me to that heading within the document. I'll down arrow again. Link general shortcut keys part two. Link F12 save a shortcut. So here we have the table of contents for this entire document. It's that simple. Actually, I'm going to quickly switch to the NVDA screen reader and read this table of contents for you again. NVDA has opened. Microsoft Word document edit multi-line page one section one link general shortcut keys part one one. Now we hear the table of contents being read again. If I down arrow. 
General Shortcut Keys Part 2 2. Which is on page 2. F12 Save a Shortcut 3. That heading is on page 3. Quick Spelling Correction and Finding Synonyms 3. Manual Spell Check 4. How to manually spell check your document is on page 4. This concludes the demonstration. I hope this presentation has convinced you that Microsoft Word is a very powerful document writing program and that it can be used productively entirely from the keyboard with no mouse. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one 304 You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.net. 